0: Hello and welcome to a a croaky edition of Blades Pod. It is Monday the 13th of September. My name is Ben. My voice has gone. I can't spake. I am very pleased to be joined, as always, by Andrew, whose voice is in much better nick, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, mate. I just like you. No, no, I'm joking. It's just a joke. Yeah, I'm I'm in much better shape than yourself. Yeah, I've lost it a little bit though, to be
0: honest. Yeah, I, oh, it's pretty embarrassing to be honest. I, I just do not adjust your your podcast playing device. But oh I sound like a right idiot. I'm going to try and power through this without um without stumbling and croaking too much. Um, I don't. It
1: think sounds it, like you're quite emotional. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how good that game was.
0: I don't think it's entirely down to. Saturday because um, I, I was sort of struggling a little bit earlier in the week as well but it probably do not help obviously not used to seeing uh, celebrating six goals mate for um, for the I Blades know. I think it's what is it, 21 and a half years since the last time it happened in the league which was um, Mad. West Brom at home we did it under Wilder in the league excuse me in the FA Cup didn't we I guess late in all right. but
2: yeah.
0: you're going back a, a long old time for um, for a league win of, of that magnitude and um, i okay, want well, before we get on to the game which was a, a, an in- incredible 6-2 victory by the blades over peterborough i just want to uh i don't know get a little bit misty eyed at the moment which is at, at, at the start which is probably uh you know where my my voice fits it quite well i suppose and um i really really enjoyed my saturday uh it was just yeah. i don't know i thought afterwards maybe it was a bit like um <clears throat> you know anyone that went to that england germany game at the euros that sort of feeling of like normality returning and the experience yeah, yeah. Well, the day being a good experience overall I suppose because what well, is this our third league home game but we've obviously lost the previous two in quite disappointing circumstances whereas this was perfect the football was amazing the day was fantastic uh, obviously met you beforehand met Hal of Sheffield United way in person as well yeah. that was a, that was a delight and um yeah it just uh I think just walking home after the match, thinking this all feels normal, and you know the last eighteen months of really unenjoyable football, slightly purged by that one performance and one result, it felt like
2: it's,
1: it... it's really, it's really difficult to take in because you, you you do feel, or I felt like you sort of. I bought the football league paper for the first time in four <laughs> years, whatever it's been. Yeah, uh, I listened to, I watched Quest for the first time since we've come back down. I'm going to listen to the Not the Top 20 podcast. for. I did listen to it first week, to be fair, when we lost to Birmingham. But mm. again, that's something that I'm going to be watching Benjamin Bloom's channel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I watched the highlights as soon as they came out. It's ridiculous because on paper you'll be saying, well, you know, you, they're a team I've picked to go down, Peterborough. They're not the best side. But it wasn't about that for me. It's not about the future or anything like that. I just want to enjoy that particular game. Yeah. So what was it about that then that you think if it? wasn't just the scoreline. It was just everyone... It's the first time, we've I think... We've had wins, obviously, like, since we've come back. Um, it, well, we haven't actually a league win since Not we've come back league, after lockdown. No. But, now we've had a couple of cup wins. Obviously, we've won in the Premier League during lockdown and stuff. I think it might be the first time we've won a game whoa, since the Chelsea 3-0 that has probably been a meaningful game, league game at least. <laughs> because the ones that we've won in the Premier League... We were down anyway, weren't we? Even by the first win, we were pretty much gone anyway. So that's the first time that it's felt real to me because when we beat Newcastle 1-0 in the Premier League, it felt like relief. When we beat West Brom 2-1, it it was good, but it was almost like winning a a glorify friendly because we were already gone you know Mm -hmm. we had a chance of maybe not finishing bottom and that was it this is the first time it felt like a real win and the fact that we played that well and i'm not exaggerating and everyone who watched the game will know i'm not exaggerating when i said it could have easily been 10.
2: It, it really could and
0: that was the thing that had me absolutely buzzing during and after to be honest is I mean, 6-2 is a very flattering scoreline for Peterborough, I think. You know, it's not very often you can say that. And both sides of it, they were extremely fortunate to score twice and pretty lucky Mm. that uh, we only scored six. And,
1: yeah, one all at half-time. Someone commented on the view from. Someone said they were on the way back. I forgot that I got the name in front of me unfortunately. But someone said that um, they were on a train, but uh, they must live, you know, the other side. And um, they, they were on a train back with some Peter fans, and they were saying apparently they deserved a point.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <good laughs> so I don't know what they've been watching. Apparently they should have had a pen at one one, and then obviously but i want to come on to Wes's double save as well in a bit. But mm. yeah, they said that changed the game, I and mean, who knows? It, it it may well have done, but. You cannot watch that game and say, unlucky there, actually, from a stats <laughs> perspective.
0: We, um, from a stats perspective, we, we literally doubled our expected goals for the entire season in this one game. <laughs> we put mm. 3.7 extra. Yeah. We, we almost doubled our total shots inside the box in this one game as well. 21 shots by United inside the box wow. in this one game. Um yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um, and and what what do you put that down to? I mean, how much of a how much of an influence over this is uh, two players making their debuts?
1: Yeah, that's it. That that for me was the biggest. I, I'll come on to this, but I don't think they were the best two players on the pitch or anything like that, personally. Mm. But. They made the biggest difference to us as a team. Just having two players, obviously, I'm talking about in Dia and Wherever he's, I'll get his name one day uh, if he carries on scoring anyway. And obviously, Morgan Gibbs-White. Those two, just having two players, not frightened, not burdened, but I think it all by the past or the past 18 months as well. Trying things. They were a, one of the best bits for me in a weird way. Was in the first half where Gibbs-White tried to take on. The uh, Peterborough left back, and he lost it. Mm. And you're thinking, well, you know, he's fair enough; he's had a go. And then the, the next time he got the ball, he did exactly the same again and got past him. And that is what we've missed: so much safety first options, which is understandable given the confidence levels. Those two, they didn't care, did they? They were just running every single time they tried to create. Um, and I thought they were they just incredible, really. I said that joke, and like I said to you we got to the matches with the." look, you give Slav two creative players and look how good we are, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? But that's how it felt.
0: It, it made such a difference, just having having players that were really comfortable on the ball. I mean, if, if, even if you watch the highlights back with Gibbs White, like, he turns towards goal immediately. Like Every time he gets the ball, he's like facing up his defender and
1: I think yep. I think after yeah.
0: about fifteen minutes, I just turned to my dad. I was like, "Yeah, he's better than all our other players by miles." Like you can just <laughs> tell. I felt the same like the first few times I watched Mark Duffy. It was like, "This guy's a proper baller." Like we, we haven't had a player like this for a while. When, when I first saw you know the first few games of Duffy, and I felt this with uh, very much with Gibbs Wise. He was just tremendous. Yep. He stuck out so
1: so much by how comfortable he was Did on the you- ball. The most encouraging thing for me about those two performances is I think we saw certain other players as well start playing. I think it gave them confidence as well. Absolutely. I think that you could see, obviously, with the goals, that helps and stuff. And who knows, if people had gone 2-1-0, maybe you know the the confidence levels have dropped and stuff like that. But I think the fact that those two are enjoying themselves so much with no fear, playing with no fear, mm. I think John Fleck, for instance, thought, Oh yeah, I used to do this. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, and then he's sort of making some incredible runs and stuff as well. So, yeah, I think I think the the influence of those two was the biggest factor. Although I don't think it was the they were the best two standout players for me personally. Yeah,
0: I think I know who you're gonna who you're gonna bring bring up as that. So we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. yeah, a stellar performance by Fleck. I thought. Um, we can get onto that in mm. some detail as well. Um, but yeah, Illumin Ilumin and Die or and Jai as um. Enjoy uh, and die, it's... and die will always love you. I saw people. And die yeah, will yeah. always love you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with and Dye for now. <laughs> although I think Adam Oxley was uh, yeah. saying enjoy on the on the uh, the highlights. Um, huge surprise for me that he was straight in the team. Anyone who listened to the last episode, uh I basically said, I just, I just don't see how he goes from, you know, not even. I know it's contract related, but not even involved at under twenty three levels to. Starting essentially mm. as, as one of our key attackers. I just didn't see that coming at all. Um, and then the under-23s played on Friday. He was not in that team. So thinking, okay, almost certainly gonna me in the, the squad. Bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> team drops, and there he is. Um, took me by surprise. Did not look out of his depth remotely. Looked absolutely at ease in everything that he did. His, his touch, yeah. his movement link play it's like he'd been playing with Gibbs White for years just
1: yeah, that's what that, that was so surprising because there's all this talking football and rightly so to a degree you've got to give it time you, these players have got to learn to, to play and those two just rocked up as if it were just but that's what good players do to be fair and this mm. is what was, was so impressive I think about him is that it wasn't a, um, just like a decent debut I'm trying to think of someone at the top of the man who's coming in and, I remember Nick Montgomery's debut I think it was against Huddersfield and it was good really good and you know he got around them that this is a different sort of debut. This is the guy is unbelievably talented. You know, he, he can he's he's got everything in his locker. He's not going to play as well as that every week. And I'm not expecting him to. It'd be unfair to expect that from him. <laughs> but I can't looking at that one particular performance. He seems to have got everything I I'm was really impressed with his work rate as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, I think it was in the first half. He was the one sort of he he, he blocked a cross for a corner, didn't he? Sort of on the counter attack mm. in front of the cop. Um. Yeah, and he he was everywhere. Him and him and Gibbs White just their link up together, and the link up with Sharp as well. I mean, maybe talk about the team generally in a second, but um, I don't know if I'm just out of practice at kind of noticing these things now. But what would you say that formation was? A sort of four-two-three-one? Don't I have no idea? <laughs> I
1: because. They started off, they were de- we were definitely going, Morgan Gibbs was definitely on the wing at certain parts, in, the, in particular in the first half, and mm. Osborne was on the left wing at a particular point. But they also both came into the middle as well. Yeah. I think, I tried to look at this off the ball, I think off the ball, it looks like a four-three-two-one. Mm. So you've got sort of three, you know, Norwood, Fleck and Osborne as the, the runners, if you like, or, you yeah. know, the ones who are not going to... Get support sharp quite as much, and then Gibbs White and uh, Enday sort of playing off Billy Sharp. But it, it, this is what we all got told about Slav, and it, it the, the same thing that was worrying against Swansea in that they were all over the place. This is when it works, this is how hard it is to cope with because they were all over the place, but in a good way,
0: Yeah, certainly, um, <clears throat> certainly when we had the ball, it was like three attacking midfielders behind Sharp, wasn't it? Yeah, with uh, with Osborne, yeah. um making up the the three there. Another one who was fantastic. I think even if you take away his two goals, Osborne, I think, yeah, an excellent game. Like, probably his best game for us. He he put in some really good shifts in the Premier League uh, the season before last as well. But, yeah, yeah, he he was fantastic. But, um, yeah, just having those bodies in a central area um, who are comfortable on the ball and looking to create and make stuff happen. What a difference that makes. And... Yeah, i I also just, just wanna sort of uh name check I guess with, with those two debutants. They look like they were having fun. And it's it's easy to yeah, I, yeah. easy yeah. to say that when you score five goals and a half, but I thought they were an absolute breath breath of fresh air, you know, sort of uh you know, giving it large to the crowd and die is doing like a dance when he gets subbed off and stuff and it was so nice to see that after yeah, eighteen months of Really unenjoyable
1: experience watching United. I thought, yeah, I have to admit, I was expecting it from Gibbs White to be that good because mm-hmm. of what I've read from him, and what I've seen. He probably is, a, he's probably playing at a level below his standard. I think he could al- almost certainly play for a a, a lower, you know, like a, a Norwich or a Brentford or someone like that. No discredits them because they are better than us, obviously. But I think he probably is playing below a level that he, he should be. I was the end of year, i i was not expecting that at all. i think we said i don't know if we said it on the pod or privately that we kept seeing people put put him in their first 11 and, and as you said last week you're thinking that's a big ask and yeah. I, I was saying you know cautiously sort of slowly put him in and stuff like he just looked the finished article straight away like it was it wasn't he didn't even look raw he, he looked like like whoa this guy's got it all
0: <laughs> yeah it's i know i and now i'm sort of like <laughs> I'm thinking again, like, let's just take it easy. Yeah. As you say, you know, he's not going to score two goals and get an assist every single game. But um yeah, that's what what a exciting talent he looks based on the you know mm-hmm. sixty five minutes or whatever it was that he um he played and hopefully I think it, was just, it looked like just cramp that he sort of pulled up with, so... Yeah. I mean, what worries me a little
1: bit as well is that, I mean, obviously we are already 5-2 up, so you can't sort of read too much into it. But even when those two went off, the confidence of the team was still going. I thought Luke Freeman played well when he came on. I thought he could have had a couple of goals. Yeah, went, went close a couple of times. Yeah, just...
0: I mean, it was such a different experience to watch. I mean, you know, even without the goals, I thought... The aggression with which we press the ball, you know, the amount of times you got a player dribbling forward into space with it, the chances we created—I mean, we've—I think genuinely we've not played like that in fifty-plus games, like since the yeah. pandemic started. I know we played yeah. some good performances against um, Chelsea and Spurs, and we created some different style to...
1: performances,
0: though. Yeah, that was more about defense, wasn't it? Whereas this was just. Utter domination right from the start. And, yeah, as I said, 6-2 was um, quite flattering, I think, for, for Peterborough. Um, Shall we talk about Billy Sharp? Billy Blooming Sharp.
1: My <laughs> man of the match, Billy Sharp. Um, I just thought he was absolutely outstanding. I think, I think he's a better player now than he ever has been, despite his age. He's looking like
0: it. That was... I mean, for a, it, there's something a bit bizarre about us scoring six and him not scoring any of yeah, them. But yeah, 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 three assists and Peter we just couldn't live with him. His his movement and his like his awareness of his own strengths, I suppose, and his uh, like balance and uh, body strength is just yeah, it streets ahead of any of our other strikers, which is a detriment to them, I think, but. Yeah, even at his age, it's it's like he just knows his game so perfectly, and they just yeah, weren't, weren't yeah. able to live with it. All he was he was magnificent. One of his it's got to be
1: one of his all time best performances for us, I think. Which may sound not so, a like, Yeah, it's strange because what you think about Billy Sharp is you know his sort of thing is I'm well, not doing anything for ninety minutes and he'll score two goals. This is why I think he's a better player now than he ever has been because his all round game. He's much better than he was when he first joined us. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced
0: of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it just he has to be the the first choice striker from now on, and uh, mm. I I hope um, you know the likes of Brewster et cetera studying his game very closely because yeah, yeah that yeah. that is the complete package right there. Um, yeah, all I know he had a couple of moments he could maybe have done better in front of goal. Like there was. Uh, I think it was Gibbs White played him in over the top, didn't he? And his, his touch was just slightly yeah, too yeah, heavy. Um, <clears throat> he had another one kind of on the turn that he put wide. But it was a, di- a difficult chance, but he was so involved in everything. I mean, he, he had three assists. He also played the pass into McBurney that led to the sixth goal. It was him that, um, yeah, was kind of pressing in the build-up to the second goal as well. Just yeah. amazing. I, I, you just, I just have to, you know, take my hat off to him, to be honest. It's his the evolution of his game is, is phenomenal and um, mm. yeah that was just a, a joy to watch I was, I was just really hoping he'd get a goal himself because if ever a performance
1: deserved a goal it was that one but I'm sure he'll I was uh, glad when I came out you, you messaged me when I came out and just said Billy I think he said Billy F in Sharp I, like I um, did say yeah. and I was glad about that because I didn't know if it was just me sort of going over the top about his performance because obviously he did score and everyone on the way out were talking about Gibbs White and Day and whoever else. I've been saying all game like this, this is just a stunning centre-forward performance from Billy Sharp. Yeah, his
0: his movement and just the way he was tripped. That close control there was a little bit of sort of shades of pesky Salido which is, a, I don't know, that probably yeah. sounds like a real back compliment there but he yeah, was, yeah, he's yeah. a player I always think of as like, you know, I don't think Pesky Salido was the most skillful striker or anything but his close control like when he was dribbling the ball was really dangerous and that's what sharp was doing and yeah as I said that kind of that balance and awareness of his own uh i guess just ability to turn away from players his 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 own balance and body strength to get round players yeah. was was amazing and yeah so good can't can't wait
1: to see it again tomorrow night I mean on the goal, so the uh, sorry, the Osborne goal. I thought, oh, well, he's gone too far, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. <laughs> like, obviously got that cross in. I think we should say, by the way, we don't want to be a uh, hypocrite. I watched in the Shore and view, and um, when the team came out, <laughs> ever in the pub, we Johnny's was like, "What's that team?" You <laughs> know, and we were very similar. I think I think it's fair to say we
0: were. I I was just about to bring up the team. Yeah, um, and yeah, I. I... I couldn't make head or tail of it and uh, I, I suppose it's fair to say I thought it looked quite weak, to be honest, um, yeah. relative to what I wanted to see. We um, we haven't mentioned yet, but Robin Olsen, obviously not in the team after I was very much expecting him to be. No mm. real clear answer on why this is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why bother asking?
0: <laughs> so, I think it was in the Thursday press conference, wasn't it? Jukanovic was asked about the availability of... Harrahan and Olsen, and uh, yeah, Re Olson. He just said, "Yeah, Brexit, COVID, new rules." He might. I don't know if he's going to be available. And the local media just moved on with the next question. <laughs> like,
1: uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I saw like I saw. I think anything anyway. Actually, who put um? Yeah, Olson's out. Davis and Berger. And then I don't think he put any reason why. And I'm no. Like, what? 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 And then yeah. I think a lot of people. Any any other, any reason behind that? And he just like said, well, COVID and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. The
0: absolute first well, I'd heard yeah. of, um, you know, yeah. I feel like I have my ear to the ground on this, but the absolute first I'd heard of Ben Osborne, uh, it's not Ben Osborne, Ben Davies, not being available for this game. And again, you know, so has he tested positive for COVID? Like, and if he has, when can we reasonably expect him back? Is he symptomatic? Is it just an injury? Mm. He's obviously not been on international duty. Can someone please ask the follow-up questions for these things? Because it's quite.
1: It was important. so frustrating. I think it's a difficult job in a way for the for the media at the moment because people have said before about Ilicanovic. Sometimes, like it, it, there's a lot of things that he says, and you think, did he did he say that or that? Did he mean that or that? You know, I mean, the, the language uh, uh, gets lost a little bit. So maybe they're too busy just writing down what he's saying and trying to get that right without saying. Hang on, did you just say the goalkeeper that we've signed on deadline day is going to be out, but yeah. you didn't really give a reason why? Well, what's going on? <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I, I went and watched the video. A big thing. Sorry, yes, exactly. I went and watched the video interview afterwards, because so I was like, oh, maybe he just, I don't know, lost in translation a little bit or something. But Yeah. No, he he does. He, it was reported exactly as he said it, but then they're just like, so anyway, how about the weather we're having this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no don't yeah. need to
1: actually bother about that. So... When's Fodderingham comes back but in? It's still. To me, Sorry, to be, to, to be fair to Hemingway and the rest of local media, there was a. He, he said something about He goes, I think he said it's like. He goes, Barger is going to be injured or something like that. And if they hadn't put it with a burger, I wouldn't have had a clue who they were talking about, <laughs> to be honest. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so missing from that team is our new international goalkeeper, uh, our new centre back, Ben Davies. Uh, yeah. You know, probably one of our more valuable, certainly more expensive players in um, Sander Berger. No McBurney, no Brewster. There's £40 million pounds worth of strikers there. McGoldrick, M- he has a, has a knock and he's not in the team either. Um, yeah, I I think I panicked a little bit seeing that team. Um, you know, I, I'd said before, I'm Peterborough uh, and not, not a pushover, but are also going to be one of the weaker teams in the league. Um and I I, I had made him answer a good minute when I saw the team. <laughs> I was concerned. A because of he was yeah. in the team and B because I just I had absolutely no idea how it was gonna line up. Um no, no. and yeah, let's uh well I don't want to bring a negative into things, but uh Jack Robinson cannot be in our top two best centre halves. He just can't.
1: And I've seen Kevin Gage and other particular people say that that goal was Norrington Davis's fault. Um, explain, Ben. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think the explanation is they thought that Jack Robinson is Norrington Davis.
1: That well, is the, I the only what, possible what, explanation. What they were saying is that he, he he didn't get a shout, which no one can possibly know. I don't know why people are even saying that other thing. How do you know he didn't get a shout? And Norrington Davis runs so far forward that Norrington Robinson has to sort of turn. But you, I don't think there's... I, I'm trying to look for excuses for Robinson for that, but I, ju- I don't think there is.
0: There aren't any. Um, and, yeah, him... He, unfortunately, is on my shortlist of Blaze players I didn't want to see play for us
1: ever again. Um, yeah. But he was there in the team. Uh, my dad very... i am giving credit for coming back in the second half and having a decent second. I know it was an easy second half for him, but <clears throat> he head could have gone, I suppose. I guess.
0: So my, I don't know. I don't want to be too harsh. My dad said exactly the same actually, and I was like, mm, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like he had much to do in the second half, to be honest. Like, congratulations for not giving them another goal. Um, yeah, the the other player I like, like is, you can probably guess. I didn't really want to see it, but again was uh, was Wes Fodderingham, and this did happen right because I put my head in my hands, so I didn't. I, I can't actually know if this definitely happened, but I'm pretty sure the first thing he did was kick it straight out for a throw-in when trying to make a 10-yard pass to an open man. He did do that. The ball did and go I, out, I, didn't it? Because I was immediately, like, just covered my eyes. Of Oh, my
1: I did God. The, yeah, I did genuinely the, you know, the John Luc Picard <laughs> <laughs> face part. Yeah. I, did, I did that, like, immediately, like oh, we're going to bring for another bad day, aren't we? <laughs> because it was so early in the game, and I just
0: thought, oh, why, why am I here? <laughs> why, why is he in the team? We're on our sixth yeah. game, and why is our third-choice goalkeeper starting? Mm. Oh, dear. But we have to give him some credit. With the game poised at one all in the second half, he made a very good double save. I would hazard a guess that we still win the game, but it's quite hard to win a game from 2-1 down in the second half. It is. Um, so, yeah. It, you
1: know, that's fantastic. He's had so much stick on here and, and, and on, on this podcast and from other sources. I don't think he's been a, a horrendous stick in the sense that he's a disgrace. Yeah. I just don't think anyone thinks he's good enough to be a number one at this level, and it's probably still true. But I'm going to have to... Give him massive credit for that double save because that was a really important part of the match. Could be a massive part of the season. You know, if we go on a decent run now, you're not looking back at that and saying, you know, who would have if that had gone in? The heads go down, we lose 2 1, and then you're back at square one. So,
0: yeah, it's true. And I was thinking when I was, when those sort of uh, mutterings that Olsen might not be available were, were stirring on, on Thursday, I did think, and I might have said it to you as so I was like, you know, Fodringham. We we shouldn't need Robin Olson to beat Peterborough, even with our bad start to no. the season. Fodderingham, just don't mess it up. Like that's that's all you need to do. And as it happens, yeah. not only did he not mess it up, he also contributed pretty importantly as well. I mean, you know, you said we, we just kind of think he's not good enough to be a number one. Well he's he's not a number one. I mean he's you know, by definition no. he's our third choice, or he was our third choice. He's obviously gone above verbs yeah. after the last few weeks. But um yeah. yeah, if he's he is supposed to be a backup for us, um and unfortunately we've did you see Simon
1: Moore's unbelievable triple save I did
0: yeah but but... we should mention Simon Moore he was doing great things at Coventry so far and I'm I'm really pleased for him and I think yeah, obviously you know in hindsight I would much rather have Simon Moore starting for his uh, these yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Uh, these last three games than um, than um Fodringham or Verips but he wanted to be the number one he wouldn't have been the number one here obviously he would have got some games now Um but he would be back on the bench starting as soon as Olsen um, is available. So yeah, it's great for him. He's uh have you seen the the official championship team of the week? It's got five United players,
1: <laughs> plus Simon dominate. Moore
0: in goal. That's what I'm
1: talking about. And then uh What's Lots of bitter comments in the uh, yeah in the comments as well underneath. Like, oh, checking out and have won a game and I'll get me. So I'm like, it's like, gotta be fifty-one. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Fodderingham
0: did. Uh, he exceeded my expectations um, for this game, and that was a big save. As the the follow up save was really really good. I thought to get his uh, to get to get down and get a hand to it is it, it would have been so. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a man on the goal line, but that probably is two-one if he doesn't make that stop. And yeah. yeah, they they started the second half with a bit more purpose, Peterborough, um, which which isn't saying a great deal because I'm pretty sure
1: that was their only shot of the entire game. They uh, uh, the shot, they were actually worse in the first and the second, I think there's an <clears> argument <throat> to say that they certainly went forward more in the second. I that's I was so angry with that goal, the the equalizer, because yeah. it just felt I, I was really enjoying the performance. I thought this could we could get two, three, four here, it should be an easy win, which he obviously did end up being. Yeah. And then there just that one mistake and you're thinking, Well, you know, I, I could just I just had this image of like everything sort of like the pack of cards falling and mm. you know and then they started really well in the second half. He made that double save and everything changed from the flight goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's um,
0: let's have a quick break, mate, and then we'll run through these goals. Because I want to, I mean, look, it's a long time since we've scored many goals, never mind six. I want to mm. make sure we give each and every one of them the treatment it deserves. And also, we'll use that as a, uh, a starting point to talk about a couple more of these players who deserve some uh, some some hearty praise as well, I think. So quick break, and yeah. then we will be back to discuss that.
2: Staying safe online for the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month sounds pretty good to me, and that is why I use NordVPN to stay safe online. They encrypt my traffic on web and mobile, means I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps, or indeed who's actually behind those public Wi-Fi networks when I'm working on the move or trying to keep up with whatever's happening on Blade's Twitter during this week. NordVPN also make it super easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click. So that gives me access to things like streaming platforms that aren't available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, Hulu, HBO documentaries, and more. NordVPN is fast and secure, and they have a special offer for Blades Pod listeners. 73% off a two-year plan, plus four bonus months absolutely free. All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com. So that's N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot slash BladesPod. Or if you're just on their website anyway, make sure you use the code BladesPod when you sign up and you will get 73% off a two-year plan plus those four bonus months absolutely free, as I said. It's a limited time offer, so don't wait around. Head to nordvpn.com slash BladesPod today. Now back to the podcast.
0: And we are back and uh, let's talk about these six goals, all of which were delightful for various reasons, I think, that we'll get into now. The afternoon starts with Ndai's first senior goal. Um, A brilliant move, this. Norrington Davis, Mm -hmm. who this would be a good point to kind of mention him in a bit more detail, I think. He pings a fantastic sort of 50, 60-yard ball to Gibbs-White. Who um, ducks inside his mind. and then I've, I've watched this back a few times. It's it's not a hopeful cross. This Gibbs White is he's, he's definitely trying to pick out and die on the edge of the area. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And the I can't credit and dies movement enough here, especially mm. you know when we've been critical deservedly I think of Brewster's movement for example, and maybe yeah, some of our yeah. other strikers as well. He he sees the space and attacks it. Um, and then it's a really good finish, I think you know there's been a bit of um uh, you know I see some people say it's a bit of a, a miscue or something, but I think that's a, no, a no. I think that's a really hard uh, skill to pull off, a, you know, a first time controlled finish, you know back past across across the goalkeeper who then is like yeah. wrong footed
1: and can't dive. What a great moment Did you know it was him straight away? I didn't know if it was him or Morgan Gibbs White, right, to be completely honest. It took me a while to sort of get used to which one. Because obviously two new players. So, you you know, you're having to get used to... Like, similar Gibbs number what, as well,
0: 27-29. Um, similar number. And at what the far end. And yeah,
1: they were the they're really other uh, but, yeah, so I did, I was I knew it was one of those two, but I wasn't sure which one it was. Well, I think what would, again, I think that goal just sort of sums up the confidence he had. I've not seen a young kid just come on to, maybe Brooks or the last one, who just sort yeah. of come on and said, right, yeah, I'm good enough to play here. See about in a bit. And, that it, and he just went on from there. That goal in particular, as you said, the run off the ball was the best thing about it, I think, yeah. in terms of his movement. I think the ball from Norring Davis was... Jack O'Connell-esque yeah, it really was yeah um, I think also
0: with Ndai the confidence to take that first time you know he had space mm-hmm. he could have controlled it as in you know, yeah. that that would have been a defensible def- decision if he wanted to have a first touch but it's just like no I'm good enough I'm just clipping this straight into the back of the net delightful stuff loved it Norrington Davis um, <clears throat> I think as I was watching this game I was sort of uh, this is probably a bit nerdy but I was kind of performing a bit of a mental exercise of like who I see as like a a plus and a negative um, at the moment in terms of like, mm. is this player's presence in our team a plus or is it a negative in terms of like, I think we could replace him with someone else in our squad and we'd be doing better than we are. <laughs> As it happens, we end up scoring six goals and five and a half. Yeah. I think it was in the first half I was having this thought. But Norrington Davis for me, he's, he's a plus, I think. he, um, yeah. he He's not, uh, he hasn't blown me away, but he looks very much you know, deserving of being our
1: first choice left back at the moment. Um, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I think he's been solid. I think he's, um, as you said, he's not been spectacular. Wow, look at this guy. But I'm not, that's fine. You know, just do carry on with our sort of performances. Uh, you know, it's a position where, uh, and especially where, where where we play at the moment, if we're not playing three five two, you sort of don't really want to notice him that much, if you know what I mean. Mm. You know, he's he's there to defend first and foremost, but he's offer, obviously is offering a lot going forward as well.
0: Yeah, I've been more impressed with him going forward for sure than defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah. a couple of times, particularly in the first half, um, you know, a, a pretty simple bit of movement like a one two got in behind him into the box. Some of that's on Robinson as well, I'd say, because he's obviously his, uh, mm-hmm. his closest defender. But yeah, he's sort of caught ball watching a little bit. But yeah, yeah. you know, he's still relatively early into his career, career in to Davis. Obviously, very early with United, but um, he's played well.
1: this what... is what I'm about to say. For, but the best thing I can say about him is obviously obviously, it's not the same as and people coming in. But he is still a young player. Mm-hmm. This is only his second season of championship football. Mm. Um, and his first with us. And he's slotted in like a just a, a pro. Like, yeah. you know, like a a 20,
0: 20, oh, yeah, mid-20s or something like that. Yeah, I I like him. I'm impressed with him, uh, as I said. Just on that, by the way,
1: Max I had a really good game yesterday for Nottingham Forest.
0: Well, that's that's what I said. I hope he does a really good spell at Forest and uh, they'll take yeah. his £15,000 a week wages and four-year contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he got yeah. an assist in me, I think
1: they like Oli
0: Burke as well, don't they, Forrest? So, you know, mm. but I won't get them free. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we did with Maxlow, I suppose. So, yeah, uh, yeah good for him. Um, so that goal goes in, uh, and we continue to very much look the better team. You know, pretty much the entire game is played in and around um, the Peterborough box, essentially. Not too many clear-cut chances. You know, the keeper didn't have to make too many saves. Norwood had a... You know, we had like a 25-yarder a and then backed it up with a 45-yarder, yeah. didn't he, from the goalkeeper's Unbelievable, clarity. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I looked, shoo, everything. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. How, I mean, because uh, I, I don't think his name will particularly crop up on the rest of this uh, goal rundown, if you like. What, what did you make of Norwood's performance, actually, as, as someone uh, who's I, had some deserved criticism so far this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I said to Aggie, got Master with him, I said, Whisper it quietly but Norman's actually playing really well, not in the first half. Mm. Um I don't think he did too much wrong at all. I think it was a perfect game for him in the fact that we had literally all the ball and all the play. But I, yeah, I thought it was really good. I I think it's by far his best performance well well for twelve months at least, I think. Mm. Maybe the Newcastle game last season. I thought it was amazing not against Man United, United up, yeah. at Old Trafford. Oh, of course, cool. um, sorry, I did forget that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but he not, moved not... he moved forward a lot, but and his set plays were better as well, to be fair. Yeah,
0: although uh, overall we didn't uh, I suppose we had a few chances, didn't we, from set pieces. And John then,
1: Egan with his famous let's head it as high <laughs> and over as I possibly <laughs> can from a corner. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um no I did think Noah was good. Um definitely helped by, as I said beforehand, Peter and not a particularly they don't press you particularly aggressively. No. One of the uh, least aggressive teams in the league in terms of pressing. So that played into Norwood's hands, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. he yeah. he did a good job for sure. Um, so then the equaliser arrives out of nowhere. And we kind of already touched on it, but Robinson, you could see it happening uh, in slow motion. He gets shrugged mm-hmm. off the ball by Marriott so easily. And then Marriott runs in one-on-one, sticks it away. Literally their first shot of the game in, I think, the 40th minute thereabouts. Head These in hand playing all for this. No, nah, I mean I know the ball. It just, just
1: goes back. to show that any goal anyone concedes, someone has a look at the goal. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, it ends up in the think... middle
0: of the net, but.
1: Nah. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but there's not much you can do. I think he's really harsh to blame him. Yeah, I agree. One on one.
2: What's
0: um what's the Jack Marriott Blades connection? Is he a Blades fan?
1: He's a Sheffield United fan who plays for Sheffield Wednesday. So. Ooh. So there
0: was an air of inevitability about him scoring against us. Yeah. He's, um, he's a player I've always liked. He's a lot he's a lot stockier than I remember, I will say. Which, yeah. uh, maybe Jack Robinson will, will use that as his excuse, I suppose, of getting shrugged off the ball by a, a much more powerful yeah. player. But um, yeah, a really frustrating equaliser. Robinson then misses a great chance at the other end, Is who is from one of those set pieces you mentioned. I think it was Mabby Fleck put this one in and he, he heads it over and wide for about three yards, which is... Not ideal.
1: Um so how did you feel at half time, just out of interest? Angry, to be honest. I was. I okay. went to the I went to the toilet at half time and I'm shaking my head just like throwing it away. This could have been a great chance to build, you know, three or four and still sort of fancied our chances to, to win, maybe, but I, I felt that they were there to really get some confidence going which is obviously what happened in the second half but when we let that goal in because even after that goal to be fair we had a couple of chances didn't we yeah at the th- yeah. end of the first half but I just thought the longer this goes on at 1-1 the more you know sort of touchy it's going to get in the crowd and everything mm-hmm. I was really really yeah cheesed off with uh with conceding that goal because we were just so in control yeah I probably said some more unsavoury words about Jack Robinson to uh
0: to my brother at that point I think but yes. um, yeah like you because I was like this is the first time we've played well in forever it's certainly the first time we've played well under age. Uh, it's by far the most creative we've been at any point in this season and we've just given them a goal that they under no circumstances deserved and yeah all bets are off now for the second half but um, fortunately Big Wes makes that double save and then uh, very swiftly after this John Fleck hits the back of the net Do you know when John Fleck last scored a goal for United? Uh, Arsenal? It was Arsenal, yes, well done. That was the Uh, 18th of January 2020, which is 21 months ago and uh, a lifetime ago in the annals of history and annals of Sheffield United. Yeah, we got a deserved draw at uh, Arsenal and we were sort of challenging for the top six in the Premier League at that point and everything was rosy. And then nothing happened for um for, yeah for, like, for a very long time. It's that that goal that he scores here, the first. We said this last time. It's the first non-penalty goal by a Blades midfielder since uh, one John Lundstrom versus Southampton in July 2020. Yeah, just 43 league games without a some goal people
1: have said Ben Osborne, but Ben Osborne was playing left wing back against Leeds. He was that yeah, also. So I'm
0: not including that. Obviously, Burger scored a penalty against Liverpool last yeah. season, but. Uh, in terms of non penalty goals, this was the first one by a Blades midfielder. So and this goal as well, is like a well where has this been? And we can talk about Fleck here, I think. So oh, and and Sh- Fleck were
1: outstanding. I thought Sharp were man of the march, but Fleck were really, really close behind him, I felt.
0: Yeah, so and Dye and Sharp press them high from uh, you know, when they're trying to play out the back. They play a slightly loose ball into midfield, but not for the first time in this game. Fleck nips in with a sort of a hefty challenge and wins it. And then he breaks forward into the box. Where has this been? We've not seen this for ages. Yep. Sharp plays a nice uh, a nice pass. Sends him a little bit wide,
1: maybe if you want to be high. The slowest goal I've ever seen. Because like, yeah. obviously where I'm sat on the cup there's that big white pole. Yes. And I thought it was going in, but it, as it was going slower and slower and slower, I thought, <laughs> is this going to go wide? Like, please. <laughs> yeah, he puts it onto Flex'
0: right foot and he, uh, he clips it across the goalkeeper into the back of the net. Actually, the uh, Peterborough goalkeeper is called Christy Pym, which is a very aesthetically pleasing name to say, I think. I just wanted to yeah. make sure I mentioned yeah. that. Christy Pym, very good. <laughs> he was conceded six but was not at fault at all for any of them, I didn't think. No, um, no. Yeah, just seeing Fleck burst forward like that into the box. And, you know, we've talked uh, at length about how he hasn't scored for ages, but he hasn't been a goal threat for ages, ages no, either.
1: He's done nothing, let's be honest. Like this season, he's not run forward or anything. I think, you know, I think his best moment has probably been a tackle against Birmingham in the first game. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this second half in particular, I thought Fleck were outstanding. I think every time he got it, he ran forward with the ball every single time.
0: So I uh, feel free to disagree with me here, but I think he was playing much more centrally than he normally does. Like, and that's yeah. why I say four-two-three-one. I felt him and Norwood were playing very much in the middle, and there was only two of them,
2: yeah,
0: uh, as opposed to the usual three. We've seen Fleck this season on the right of a three, haven't we? And obviously we have, yeah. on the left as well. But it, that seemed to really unlock something in him, playing in the middle of the park yeah. with uh, creative players centrally ahead of him, and then the fullbacks getting forward around him as yeah. well. Yeah, I... I don't know if
1: we've forwards. seen... Have we, we will have, obviously. Osborne and Fleck in the midfield. I know Osborne sort of played a float role under Eckingbottom. bottom. It seems to work, as you said, because Osborne hugged the touchline far more than Fleck in, in this particular game. Mm. But, um,
0: yeah, that was that was exciting to see. It's been a while since... Uh, you know, I saw all the tweets afterwards of, like, Jimmy Fleck's been... Uh, Put away in the cupboard and John's yeah. back. But yeah, magnificent performance. I think every every goal scorer actually um, I thought had an amazing game even without the goal. If you like, you know, some sort of the goals kind of caps Absolutely. their performance. Um and then yeah, a few minutes later, another midfielder scores. And uh this is such good build up playing it with um and Dai and Gibbs White, that that link up that we talked about, the sort of first time interchange and then Billy Sharp just gets to the byline with a good bit of play, a great ball in. Osborne's coming across, finishes with his right foot in front of the cop, and that was like dreamland at that moment. I think that's that third goal is one of the main reasons I sound like this today. So, just like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that was the one
0: that's probably clinched this game, is what I thought because we've been so on top, we've only played 50 minutes, we've been absolutely rampant. And you know, an un- two unlikely goal scorers really hitting the back of the net within a few minutes. Um, yeah, great, great feeling that. Anything you wanna chip in about that particular goal?
1: Again, I thought the Shot fantastic. He's all about his play, um, taking it uh, obviously you think he's like sort of gone the wrong way, then he puts it across and Ben Osborne in the six yard box. I think that just goes mm. to show that's probably the first time he's ever been in the six yard box for us, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's gotta be close, yeah. Very a very rare occurrence and and that's why I think he was playing like an attacking midfield of a three. Um, you know, he mm. was he was out wide quite a bit. But yeah, let's talk about Osborne. I, I mean, I, I think of him as a limited limited is too harsh a word, but not a sort of yeah particularly creative player. A, a good enough on the ball kind of player. But he was super confident in this game. Like you know, twisting away from defenders all the time. His control was good. Passing was really good and then yeah, getting into goal scoring positions and finishing two chances with his right foot as well. I was I was really impressed with him and he has to he stay in the team, brilliant. surely.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's been a bit player pretty much since like the moment he came. Um yeah. but again, he's had some poor games, but particularly at left wing back, which is probably not his 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 best position. But I think at the end of last season, he was one of our most creative sparks, strangely. Yeah um and you know he's he's got far more skill than i probably gave him credit for as well and yeah he undoubtedly he gives you the work rate as well obviously and the fact that we're not relying on him now to create because obviously it gives white and uh and Dyer as well the fact we're not relying on him might give him that little bit more freedom to to show more about what it's about
0: yeah and getting some more bodies around him as well you know creating those passing mm. lanes into good areas so you know I, th- I thought he linked her really well with to Davis through the game but Sharp as well drifting over to that side yeah. which is, is you know where the fifth goal came from which we'll get on to uh, shortly I have to I, mm. full confession I had to write down a short description of each of the goals because I was sure I'd forget some of them <laughs> I was like which one was the third goal again the second one was Fleck third one was that but the fourth goal is um, the other Davyton Morgan Gibbs-White you know we're just getting so many bodies forward at this point I thought just completely overwhelming them I and. Yeah, and Dye gets his assist, slips it out to Gibbs-White, who I uh, I did yell shoot at at this exact moment, and he puts mm. his laces
1: through it, smashes Brilliant.
0: it into the top corner. Absolute class finish. What
1: Again, good. some of the Peterborough fans said the keeper should have done better. Way too hard, I think, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like the uh,
0: the crowd noise for this goal when you watch the highlights back. It's yeah. like,
2: wow! Like,
0: you know, sort of shocked delight almost, because he, he absolutely drills it, and I like his celebration as well. He just... It's so nice seeing some of our players just having a ball, basically. You know, this guy's just—I don't know. It, it's nice when you see a lone player come in like that and he immediately feel like, yeah, this—he's he, here to have a good time. You know what I mean? It's not just, uh, yeah, it, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, obviously sees his long-term future at, at Wolves and at a higher level. I'm sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, he clearly gets it. I was cheering for
1: Wolves won as well on Saturday. I would say like we need Wolves to win as many games as possible, so you know, <laughs> on the off chance that you call them back in January, it's like, yeah. come on, Wolves! In <laughs> my second team now.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed, great finish. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we can really say about Gibbs White because we obviously talked about him uh, at the top. Mm. But I mean, I, I just can't wait to see him again. Oh, is
1: yeah.
0: It, that probably goes into the. Uh, you know, in, into the history books of great Blades debuts, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know uh, Bobby Davison's obviously before my time. Vasper Bokis is one that sprang to mind immediately. Mm. But he was tremendous. So just everything he did was a delight to watch. I just wanted him on the ball as often as possible. And, yeah, that link-up with Die was
1: fantastic. And you know what it reminded me of a little bit? And, obviously, we only had him for a while. But Remember when Matt Phillips came to League One? Oh, yeah. Uh, when Danny Wilson was manager and you thought, yeah, this guy should be here. <laughs> yeah, immediate <laughs> goals. Like, I think he only stayed a month in the end. But yeah, that's where he reminded me of that sort of put- it, that Matt Phillips performance, I think we'd be oh we beat some four two away. I can't remember where it was on top of my head. Mm. And he just transformed that team. I mean, we were doing all right before, but we were a bit static, if you like. I and mean, he he completely transformed it. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a good one there. I was confident of that before he played, but uh yeah.
0: I'm I'm much more confident now. Um he actually yeah. Had a chance to score before this goal as well, where he uh, he went in one on one and hit it hit straight at the keeper. Unfortunately, but I just want to mention that as further evidence that we probably could have scored ten in this game without
2: yeah, without yeah, exaggerating.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the fifth goal is probably the pick of the bunch. I think is this this is my favourite goal. I think of the six. Are you, are you along with that or yeah,
1: I love a spoil, this one. Um, a spoil for choice. Yeah, I think like the move before and everything was just fantastic it, whatever. It's a great. It's idea. Like it's, quite, it's quite. easy to like talk about the build-up and just there oh, he always nodded it in. He gets up so high, and that's a fantastic. And another side to his game that you you know that made him look like this complete player on this bit in this particular match.
0: Yeah, Sharp,
1: Norrington, Davis, and
0: Osborne combine on the corner. Osborne with the back flick to Sharp, who puts in a perfect cross. And yeah, and Dye's falling away from goal, isn't he? But uh, steers mm-hmm. it into the corner. I don't know whether he noticed this, but Gibbs White is right behind him. So if if Andai actually misses it, I reckon Gibbs White probably heads it in himself, which is. Yeah, I think so. Johnson's not Yeah, yeah, he going to edit. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> uh, that's a good sign. I think you know having two yeah. players to finish that chance off. Yeah, that was beautiful, and then Andai goes down with cramp, which uh... and then he. I liked his little sort of dance to the crowd as he. Uh, he off that. Yeah, yeah. I, d-
1: I love that confidence. I a bit worried. When he went down, all like, oh no, no! But obviously, like, it looks like we just cramped, doesn't it? So yeah, I love that
0: confidence, though. You know, it's I don't know. It's I think I think you said it earlier, sort of unburdened by what's come before, um, in terms of the mm. you know the attitude of the rest of the team. And this team needed a lift, and him and Gibbs White yeah. absolutely provided it. And yeah, yeah just uh, I just left the ground with a massive smile on my face, just thinking about um, thinking about how those two had played in particular. And then, uh, yeah, we then concede one of the softest penalties of all time, which in real time I did think was a penalty from the other end of the ground. Have you seen this one back? The what, sorry? This penalty, have you seen it back? Because I thought it was... Oh, sorry,
1: uh, I, I misheard what you said. You went, you went a bit there, sorry, on the uh, on the thing. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's a penalty at all.
0: It's so soft. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a proper 5-1 down penalty. Yeah, he's sort of got... He's bought it, hasn't he, basically, that's it. He kind of just runs into Egan's leg, doesn't he? Because he Egan's already got his yeah. hands up saying, I never touched him. Yeah, not... I think it's fair to say it's not good defending by Egan and Baldock either. You know, it's Paul Fodringham.
2: Paul Fodringham, who probably could have come Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, all three of them sort of made semi-mistakes for it, but, yeah, an incredibly soft penalty, which uh, Johnson Clark ends up sticking away. Yeah. Um, that was the only foul we committed in the entire game, according it can to... Can this be true? This cannot be true. Every stats I, I've seen says we committed one foul, and it was that penalty. Um, it won't count times where a referee played advantage, of course. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'd I look... can't
1: think of one. No, I have have never seen it
0: before. <laughs> it's not something I generally keep track of as I'm watching the game, but nothing springs to mind in terms of them having a free kick in a in a dangerous area or anything like that um, I'd love to know how many times A a team has only committed one foul in a game and B that yeah. foul ended up being a penalty <laughs> I mean <laughs> we will we will see this I think we, we will be a one of the least penalised teams in the league because we're trying we to dominate possession point. exactly yeah I think that's to, on top of the possession starts aren't we? Uh I believe well we, yeah we must be we were going into the game yeah. so um, yeah I'm sure we, we still will be so yeah, this was just an extreme example of that. But yeah, if uh, if in six weeks or so any opposition fans start telling you about the referees are all uh, all biased in favour of United because we never give any fouls away, that's why. It's because we always have the ball and uh,
1: and, we, and, we, and so other than this game we haven't bought tackling. <laughs> yeah, we haven't bought tackling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, and and this is the first time we've actually used that ball very very well, and um, we capped it with a sixth goal. eh? I, I, I think I am being hypercritical here, but I think it would have had a small tinge of disappointment if this game had finished 5 2 and Peterborough had scored that's the very, final that's goal. Very privileged. Very it's privileged. Very, it's very good. privileged after what we've sat through. But I was just like, oh, come on. They didn't Boo. deserve.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't deserve to have a little, you know, a small consolation. We deserve to smash that's them. And- yeah, that's uh, Osborne caps the performance. Another great move, sharp with a good bit of play midfield. He plays it into the substitute McBurney, who, well, very nicely done. First time's a through ball through the Mm. defender's legs. And Osborne clips it in in front of the
1: cop for 6-2. 6-2, mate. They don't come round very often, do they? Well, I do know realistically what you're saying about the 5-2 thing, because it was more than a 5-2 game. Even after they scored that penalty, as I said, Freeman had two chances alone to, to get another one. Um, it, funny enough, like when when this goal like sort of going in, everyone's I think sort of looking at the exits and stuff and thinking and like, "Eagler always like um." I'm getting a bit bored now, like laughing literally like the <laughs> second after he said it, we scored too. Ah, <laughs> oh, excellent! <laughs> I love it. I like yeah.
0: the um. I, I mean, part of it's just the how long it's been. I think, but I like the crowd reaction after after we'd scored. Yeah. It was a proper like, come on, you know, not like. Not the sort of typical, uh, yes, we've scored, that's great, but you know, like real standing ovation all the way back to kickoff, and you know, trying to kind of amp up. In fact, I'm, I'm glad I sort of remember this because I, I wanted to bring this point up. I love how we committed to trying to score more goals all the way through the game. Yeah. You know, I think at five yeah. two, at five one, you still got Egan and Robinson coming up for corners. You know, you don't see that yeah. very often when a team is. I don't think by miles. From
2: what I know about
1: Iučanović, kind of I think we're going to see that. One nil up against Preston in the so. eighth minute on Saturday. Tomorrow, I think you'll see Egan and Robinson going. Oh, I really do think that's how it'll be. I, I think really it's just hope the case. So. Of, you know, we've got the the what the Slav will think is we've got the firepower now, yeah. hopefully, to um to cause teams mm. so much panic at the other. I know it's Peterborough, funnily enough. Uh, their corners. They when we had a corner, they left two or three up from mm. early on in the game, and then they brought everybody back after a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I just I just love that intensity, that attitude. That's something as a fan, I always, even though it it goes against sort of uh, common sense to an extent, but I always want to go for the jugular attitude. I think I don't know that that will always sit well with me. I think that we try and get a a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth in this case. You go too far. I mean, I think I think Wilder was uh, first season of the championship. Wilder was too gung ho, by his own admission. You know, we had like the Bristol City home defeat. The the Fulham game, obviously. <laughs> the Jukanovic-Fulham yeah. game. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we'll refine that. But right now, after such a long time of being uncreative and unthreatening, hook this to my veins is absolutely yeah. brilliant. I just want to see more of it. Um, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Peterborough there. We probably should say Peterborough were, admittedly, a bit lame, I thought. Yeah. I, mean, they I, are... I,
1: I, I was impressed by Dembele, actually. You was or you uh, weren't? I was. I actually yeah, thought, I thought it was it he was the only person for them, the only player who looked like he had any sort of energy about him, certainly in a forward yeah. position. Um, yeah, I thought I was expecting more. I, I was expecting them to more, cause us more problems with uh, Clark Harris and uh, Jack Marriott and Dembele. So I looked at that and I thought, "That's not bad front three actually for this level." Um, but I think the only Dembele who really stepped up to the plate for me.
0: Yeah, I called him Johnson Clark earlier. I've just realised. Um, it is Clark absolutely. Harris isn't it he, he is yes it's Johnson at Clark Harris I mean ah, right. when a man's got three surnames what? <laughs> yeah, know, I'm bound to get um, some of them wrong anyway uh, <laughs> what were we talking about yeah Peterborough um, I thought number six uh, Frankie Kent had an absolute nightmare Sharp he I- had nightmares about Sharp's movement and dribbling at the end of this one yeah. and it's him that gets nutmegged by McBurney as well um they, they are clearly going to be a team down near the bottom of the league. I think you picked them for relegation, right?
1: I did pick them for relegation, yeah. Um, this is why... I'm not even going to think about the next games in that sense. I don't want to get into this, yeah, but now we need to build on it. Because obviously we do, we know that. But I'm just, I am just just want to enjoy that on Saturday. Forget who we were playing okay. and whatever. It did have a, the feeling of a League One versus Premier League side, um, mm. which on that one-off game, that, that's what exactly what it was like. So I, just, I was really enjoyable. Yeah this was the
0: performance I I don't know if I could say I expected to see but I hope to see yeah. immediately this season. It was uh, it reminded me of when we uh, the first league 1 season under Danny Wilson um mm. and mm. you know after a couple of games just being like oh yeah all these players that were rubbish in the championship they're really good in league 1 and yeah. look how yeah. many goals we're going to score this season. Yeah. So obviously I'm not expected to score six every single game but I mean if you play like that or somewhere close to that every mm-hmm. game, even against better opposition, it's going to be a fun season. Um, and yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to do this, but um, this, I'm going to segue to Preston now. And it is, you know, I do want to see us build on this. That is how I'm thinking of it now. I'm, I'm getting greedy after just one game. You know, yeah. that's 6-2. That's that will live long in the memory. But I think... Uh, yeah, we play again tomorrow, and I am so excited that we play again tomorrow. Yeah. Three games in a week makes obviously we're uh, we're going to hull as well. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great start to what could be a good week. Um, and I think Preston, a good opposition to show that it wasn't a total flush in the pan as well. But you know that it is a step along the road to improvement. Mm. Um, yeah, well, what, what are your thoughts on on tomorrow night's game?
1: They've actually they're doing a lot better than I thought they were. Preston, I thought they were one of those sides who were down at the bottom, but. You said to me, off air that?" Well, if you want to read out your, what what you discovered about the teams that they've played, <laughs> yeah, I did some, I did some extensive research and
0: looked at their fixture list. Um, they they have had quite a gentle start to the season. It's fair to say their opposition so far are Hull, Reading, Huddersfield, Peterborough, Swansea, and Bristol City. And I think between you and I on our predictions pod, we picked at least five of those to go down yeah. between us. So it does include four of the current bottom five as well. So, yeah, that's quite a gentle start. My um, my wife assures me they are even worse than Reading based on their uh, their game with them so far this season. Um, yeah, they've been much more of a middle-of-the-road championship team than, uh, than Peterborough have, I think, who uh, statistically have struggled so
1: far. Um,
0: yeah they're, they're sort of middle of the road fans are for... quite confident
1: I'm just getting a oh, few right. views from together I'll probably post it either tomorrow morning or, or tonight but they've got, obviously they've got a decent start so you know they beat Swansea at home last week mm. 3-1 um, and I think they're doing a lot better than they thought they would. I'm pretty sure Chad Evans is injured which has got to be good news
0: oh that is probably good news yeah they um, most of their stats are kind of mid-table at the moment they've only scored three goals from open play so far pathetic Three measly <laughs> goals from open play. It's got five and a half, come on. Um, it's got three
1: goals yesterday the Wednesday of all season. Saturday. Very good.
0: Sorry. I was really surprised to see that Wednesday are 12th in the League One table. I, I hadn't looked at the League One table. And I I'm not being facetious here. I genuinely thought they were like three or four
2: points clear at the top
1: of the league. I, I thought they were about fourth. I, I really did. I, I saw one of their fans say, United won 6 2 but I noticed none of their multi-million pound strikers scored. It's like, yeah, <laughs> joke's on you, lads. <laughs> yeah. You scored I... six, but your strikers didn't score them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Too many goals from midfield, you frauds. Um, yeah, so they're, they're a middle-of-the-pack attacking team. They're quite strong defensively from set pieces, although how will we tell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they have the fourth lowest set play, XG allowed. They are one of the most aggressive pressing teams, though, which is why... I, kind of mention this as a, you know, this this will tell us a lot about, um, this sounds a bit stupid, tomorrow night will tell us a lot about Saturday, I think, because Preston yeah, yeah. will be much more aggressive uh, into us than Pre- than, uh, than Peterborough were. So that's one to watch out for. By the way, I, I had to laugh when uh, Harahan came on and uh, he goes over to take a corner in front of the cop and I'm thinking, right, here we go, decent yeah. delivery, coming right up, plays it short.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so frustrating that as so i like here we go this is another goal definitely <laughs> like obviously joking and then if it's a short one you're like oh it made me laugh far more than it should have done to be honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well you mentioned former Blade Ched Evans probably not playing another former Blade is likely to play Ben Whiteman returning to the lane ah yeah um good. I,
1: I should have looked this up did uh, did
0: Whiteman ever make a a senior appearance for us in the league he
1: did yeah he played under Atkins actually he played uh, at right wing back weirdly under Atkins oh, and lost to South that's the one South yes, End three, absolutely. One. Yeah. yeah that, that stuck in my bizarre. head that was even by Atkins standards that was bizarre <laughs> <clears throat> yeah he's, uh, he's gone on to
0: do pretty well for himself hasn't he um, it's, uh, it's nice to see him doing well in the championship yeah. for sure uh, so I'm sure he will get a a, a, a good reception um Another player uh, that I, I always like and I don't think I've ever seen him have anything less than an excellent game against us, Daniel Johnson is um, is his midfield partner. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's um, I don't know, he's not like a dominant player but genuinely
1: always seems to be really, really good against us. Yeah, so... it's, it's an interesting one because every time I see him play, I think, i was not signed in. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. just running through the midfield so maybe he just has a good game against us but... Yeah, maybe. So, um
0: yeah, it's going to be more of a test, but who boy, was there a lot to like about Saturday. And if we can put together even 80% of that level performance tomorrow night, this could be a good one to watch, I think. Um, and also, to return to what we were saying about the team, we've got some good players to come into this team, mate. I was I mean, going to
1: ask you what you'd do if, if Davis and Berger, if, I presume Olsen will still be out be, up with this mystery whatever it is it's quarantine isn't it? <laughs> the, the official I think word is quarantine. quarantine I mean Sheffield United official Twitter put quarantine so yeah. I don't know why that is to be honest I don't know the rules but let's say Berger and uh, Davis are back would you put him in? straight in yeah absolutely yeah Berger yeah. for, Berger I, I for I Norwood I'd certainly put Davis in undoubtedly um, yeah I think you know, the only guy who came out without the top credit is Robinson and then you've got a replacement in there against his old club as well yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know where to bring the mood down a little bit.
2: A little bit disappointed,
0: with Baldock still. You know, when you see all the... Um... Are, you, are you applauding me? or?
1: Sorry, no. I, I, I'm, like, thinking. I'd like to say that I loved his energy again, as always. And I, I'm same as you I'm loathe to, especially if we're going to end this soon to start of a go ball. Oh, he's crossing, man. Oh, what's he doing with his final ball? Mm, yeah, I... I want to see Gibbs
0: White take uh, take don't don't play it to Baldock if you can cross yourself like you, <laughs> know, I, I <laughs> you know I know that sounds harsh but from what I've seen of Gibbs White he's a better player at finding teammates you know yeah. it's long long been a weakness of Baldock's game his energy is brilliant defensively is generally excellent but um, yeah they're a little bit of a weak link going forward I'm being hypercritical
1: here it was the first half which I'm sure everyone who went all know what I'm on about he's like he should have crossed it probably 25 times before, <laughs> <laughs> before he actually did and then it was just another poor crossing so yeah
0: exactly but uh, sorry I've, I've uh, I don't know how I ended up criticizing George Baldock when we're talking about how great. Just one more is.
1: thing before we go: what will <laughs> grind in my gears is George Baldock after that six-two win. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would love to see, but I'd love to see Berger come in for Norwood, who did have a very good game. But I think Berger offers. I mean, imagine having a Norwood that could dribble forward, which is what. No, well, I
1: don't know about this. To be honest, I don't. Do you know what? Someone put a stat up, and I'm. I don't know the, the full stats of soccer, but it's Something like. We've won no games with Burger in the side in something like the last twenty five. Because obviously the games that we won in the Premier League, he wasn't fit. I'm not having this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you've just said yeah. a fact, but I mean no you prove anything
1: with facts. <laughs> Say again. <laughs> prove anything with facts yeah you can yeah. prove anything with facts can't you so. <laughs> no,
0: that, that team will be even better if uh, a fit Sander is playing he's been one of our better players so far this season I am um,
1: looking forward to seeing because as we saw with Fleck obviously came out of his shell massively in particular in this game if those if Endai and uh, Morgan Gibbs carry on what they did on Saturday I am intrigued to see how if Berger does the same sort of thing and we finally see this player that everyone was raving about before we got him um, playing in a more—he's never played in a confident side, has he? Other than when he first no. came in, obviously and he was very much out of his comfort zone. I think on the right hand side of midfield. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: No, I'd, I'd like to see that. Um, I—I really hope we see the same shape anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Good God, did that unlock a lot? Um, and yeah, pressing will be sterner opposition. But yeah, as you say, if, if those two in particular and Die and Gibbs White play like that again. We're gonna cause a lot of teams' problems, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I almost, I'm almost having to kind of keep my feet on the ground here and be like, look, it's just one game. It was, only, yeah, it was yeah. only Peterborough and if it comes, but uh, I, you know, I get really excited. Well, maybe not excited. Maybe uh, I, I, I sort of almost look at the process a little bit more than the scoreline, if you like. And yeah, when I, yeah when
1: I think... you said Before, if we were playing well and losing games in those early games, I think you could have said that's fair enough. You know, it'll click yeah. that game obviously we don't know we don't know it is a one-off game but there's so much positivity after that I'm caught like, realistically like I said before the game started I was like Eddie Manzo what's this team all about I'm going to be yeah. running him and springing my step uh, on Tuesday <laughs> night
0: yeah absolutely mate I'm, I'm already uh, I already can't wait I mean I, I- I was going to suggest recording this podcast a little bit earlier, but if you think my voice is bad now, you should have heard me yesterday, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You were
1: recording me Saturday, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I've had about eight pints.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll leave that domain to uh, some of... um some other united uh <laughs> social media cheerleaders slash uh slash content creators yeah i, had to
1: I like get, it i
0: have to, <laughs> to get a little mention of that and there's no way james shield is listening to an hour and eight minutes of Blades pod so you uh, never could... know
1: never know you never know uh, right, james, um, <laughs>
0: uh anything else you want to say any other players you want to mention i have one more thing i want to raise but uh just just over to you first
1: I think the only person we've not mentioned is probably John Egan in this game, um, who was just John Egan. I think I don't think it was a pen. I think it was just steady. Yeah, good solid stuff. Uh, he is our number one centre back. Jar Robinson should not be our number
0: one centre back. Please play Basham there instead. Or
1: oh yeah, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, all right. I, like, I know he get he likes playing people in the on the left hand side, but when Robinson's doing stuff like that, <laughs> you've got Basham just trotting around. Although, I don't know if you saw the warm-up at half-time, so I was thinking, I was taking a look, actually, thinking, I wonder if he'll take Robinson off after that and put Basham on. And Basham was doing the warm-up, and the first thing that happened, someone passed away, went straight through his legs. <laughs> so I thought, oh, no, we've had so, it. <laughs> he's just getting the dummy in, obviously.
0: Um, so my, my one more thing I want to raise, it involves a, uh, a sartorial choice by yourself, an okay. important item of clothing
1: Oh, yes. That was yes. being
0: born on Saturday. Do
1: you wish the to discuss? Old, I put the Columbia shirt on. I thought it was time for a win. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's the first time I've worn it at Bramall Lane since the Norwich game. I was
0: going to ask this.
1: Yeah. Um, and I did wear it during lockdown, but obviously it lost his powers. But I'm hoping now with the fans back. I'm going to be wearing it like I did last time until we lose two consecutive games while I'm wearing it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I had to wear it under a hoodie because it were not warm enough just for that. But I, it, I'm glad that it works because it means I don't have to just wear it outwardly <laughs> every week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so but it still works even though I had a hoodie over the top. So, yeah, um, all power to the Columbia shirt. Boy, do it work. I mean, my, my, um, my wife asked me, is it too powerful? Like, if you unleashed a force here. Like, 6-2, mate. This Bigger. is it. I mean, imagine if I didn't have the hoodie on and I just had that on. We'd have been talking... On, the, the biggest scoreline of all time. 71 nil uh, we won. Peterborough <laughs> would have had to fold That they'd have
0: got beaten up. Darren <laughs> mccanton it would have had to sell up. It had to give his uh, Dembele on a free transfer and uh, retire from Twitter. Yeah, powerful stuff, that Columbia share. Um I'll tell you what, if you know, you talked about Big Wes making uh, an important contribution in our season.
1: There might be an even more important one there. We might get the statue built. If you go to Hull away as well, like some people up like, when you go to away games like, oh, I don't should I wear the colours, you know, if we go for a drink after no one's yeah, gonna have a, have a clue what I'm doing wandering around in a Columbia shirt. So, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. you know, a good side to it in that sense as well. Right, so the only
0: weaknesses if we're playing like Watford or Norwich, I suppose. But then you can just uh yeah, you know, go
2: go undercover with the away. Well fans.
1: someone told I told you this before, didn't I? I don't, I don't know if you said it in the pod where someone did think I was a Watford fan when I wore it in the Premier League season on Boxing Day. I read in in one of the pubs in the toilet, someone goes, how do you think you will go on today? And I start going, Yeah, I think we're doing all right, obviously. Obviously Watford for bottom at least so this guy must have thought I was mad. <laughs> and then and then I realised halfway through I goes, Oh no, I'm not a Watford fan, this is a Columbia shirt and it which makes it even sound even more mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah so. so, you could have
0: been talking about like uh, Colombia's performance at the recent Copper America or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, putting a good show in, you know.
1: <laughs> Semi finals, we did all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I had an awesome time Saturday. It was, uh, you know, I. So, I live about two miles from Bramwell Lane and I, I love the walk down to the lane. You know, it's not like uh, you know, incredible scenery or anything like that, but it's just one of my. Favorite parts of the whole experience is that walk to the lane. I usually usually listen to a podcast this summer, but um, it was with my dad this time. Stopped into um, uh, a little tap room on Aberdale Road, and obviously met yourself in the pub and Eggy and uh, and Hal as well. And just I don't know, I bumped, I bumped into a few people this time that I'd, I'd looked for at previous games and uh, and hadn't seen. So um, yeah, quick shout out to Mark. He was um, uh, an old old work colleague and, and buddy of mine. Uh, I know he's been uh, been dealing with some stuff and uh, yeah I looked for you at the previous games but it was awesome to see you in the pub uh, on Saturday mate and have a quick chat with you so yeah I, that's, yep. I think that's part of the reason my voice has gone as well not only celebrating the six goals but I'm just not used to socialising that much to be honest yeah, yeah. I'm well out of practice my voice is used for uh, uh, reading Topsy and Tim and singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star <laughs> and not much else at the moment to be honest so yeah uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was lovely to see.
1: Um, I think it, uh, it reminded me a little bit of the, the excitement we got from going back for the first game. Yeah. Um, and we all wanted that to happen, obviously, in the first game. But again, I think after the uh, the whole Huddersfield 2-1 defeat, you're thinking, oh, this is just going to be like last season, even though we're all back. Yeah. And that's why I think it was so special, because we had the, the atmosphere and everything of like meeting people before and having a few drinks and stuff. And then the performance to the cherry on the cake. Yeah, absolutely beautiful stuff. That will,
0: uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll be a day I remember for quite a while. I think as a United fan, you know, I know, I know it's only one comment. I saw an uncharitable one in the view from saying like, "Not sure why Sheffield uh, United celebrated like they beat Man City," but it didn't matter who we beat. It was how we played and the goals we scored. And
1: uh, I think yeah, it Man City so be. Long. I don't know. Manchester City beat Watford 6 2. They're probably going to be a bit happy. So, a bit but, happy, you know, it yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen yeah. every week, even for the, the better side. So.
0: <laughs> no, indeed. Well, mate, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to watch that game. It was a pleasure to discuss it with you again. Mm. Let's hope we're, we're discussing a similarly enjoyable performance uh, in a couple of days' time. You've got plenty to plug, mate, before we finish off.
1: So, uh, the yeah. floor
0: is yours. Please do so.
1: Uh, the view from Peterborough is at the usual at Panchero on Twitter or from dot com. really enjoyed doing that one. I actually put the six two score line in and I, I messaged you, didn't I say, did this happen? Am I <laughs> I'm not just I've not had too many beers have I? Um and then I'm gonna have the Preston one out. As I said, there's not really enough views to make it worthwhile, so I'll probably put that out tomorrow morning now. Um and then yeah, Living with is back on your airwaves, uh, mm. uh airwaves, airwaves. Uh, it is airwaves. Airways, it's yeah, that right yeah. first time, yeah, um, and yeah, one it wonders. Uh, so, follow us at Living with Made One on Twitter, um, and yeah, really enjoyed doing that one as well. Excellent, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be my
0: accompaniment, my uh, audio accompaniment down to the match tomorrow. I think that one I'm very much looking forward to getting back onto uh, back onto Living with Madeley. Um, some appalling songs on it. So. <laughs> that's that's what I want to hear, to be honest, especially you and Liam reacting to them that's going to be great yeah. be a great time um yeah what a feeling mate really enjoyable uh, result i've i feel like i've not even dipped into the um a lot of the fan created content yet to be honest uh i'm, I'm still i'm still well behind because i think some of it's only just been uploaded but also uh i wanted to make sure I kept my own feelings on this fresh and untainted by the views of others so far. So if I've uh, if I've gone completely off piste with some of these then you know I'm not doing it willingly. It's just genuinely what I thought having watched the game. Yeah. Um so yeah, there we go mate. I will uh I will see you tomorrow. Obviously Roy's viewfrom dot com for um uh, for those views and follow Roy at Roy Andrew Roy not his real name at Panchero on Twitter and myself at bladespod. Um, and yeah, thanks for uh, thanks everyone for tolerating my atrocious voice. Hopefully, this will improve. I think you've done well. Place.
1: I think you deserve a round of applause. I'm not going to give you one, but I think, I think I, you
0: deserve one. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, I, I managed to uh, I managed to get through it. If we if we were recording this in a few hours, it just won't
1: be possible. I think. But if it's six uh, two again on uh, against Preston, then you should probably just cancel for a couple it's of weeks. <laughs> I'll uh, need to learn sign language and record a,
0: a video or interpretive dance, as somebody suggested we yeah. do instead um that's it mate thanks very much for your time i'll uh, i'll catch up with you soon
1: thanks a lot mate cheers